Hello everybody and welcome back to Shield Bash. I am Mark, your GM for today and your host, and to my right... Will, playing Uko, Light in the Darkness. <laughs> Jason, playing Bridger, the, the Dark and the Lightness. Curtis, playing Donk. I'm just Doc. <laughs> and Pete, playing Nat Loomis, the brains of the operation. <laughs> also Light. And Britt, playing Balmy Taker. Not Light. Kind of heavy. And not very much the brains of the operation either. But so far he has taken a couple crossbow bolts, so he has got his namesake down. Bonk. Also, uh, if memory serves, he also has come up with several names. So maybe he is the brains of the operation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't take a lot of brains to just be wrong about things. That's... <laughs> I mean, Anybody can do that. <laughs> I'm sure in his perspective, he isn't wrong. I mean, in Bommy's defense, he did just meet you guys like seven hours ago, maybe eight tops. Ain't got to know y'all yet, but you just wait. In the galaxy of infinite possibilities. <laughs> One dwarf stands alone. <laughs> Named Palmy Faker. <laughs> No, man, you got it wrong, dude. <laughs> Palmy's his sister. But I'm bumps. I call her Rose. <laughs> <laughs> now we know why he doesn't get to live with the other dwarves. <laughs> that chick is hairy, man. She's hairy. <laughs> and and she goes by the last name Gibber. <laughs> <laughs> She's a distant cousin. <laughs> She's at least uh, once removed. Not distant enough. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bob. <laughs> we're, we're less than five minutes in and I'm lightheaded. <laughs> Any of y'all seen a dwarf running around with three slow boobies? The, slow the fuck down. <laughs> She's got like 12 toes on her. Anyway. Ugly as sin. I'd do her though. <laughs> Would you dip her? <laughs> you think we could get Russ to listen to the podcast? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, oh, we'll go ahead and explain this one, too. Inside joke, we had a guy at this table. Obviously, his name was Russ. And uh, we had another guy at the table, too. He was talking something about his mother, like actual, you know, table talk, actu- talking about his own mother, life stories, things like that. And Russ just looks at him and goes... Is she your hot? mom's your mom's single? <laughs> <laughs> Is she hot? Nah, I'd dip her. <laughs> Moment of silence at the whole table as everybody was like, "Wait, what?" what? <laughs> I was laughing on the inside. Now you gonna tell the rest of the story? Uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Part? Yeah. So. Uh, the guy in question used to be real big and uh, probably uh, maybe still is even into theater, right? And he did Rocky Horror Picture Show over over in Champaign. What part did he play? Uh, he was the uh, the butler, the hunched over butler. Riff Raff. Raff. Riff Raff. Thank Riff you. Raff. I don't remember. It I just saw that movie last man. month and I don't remember it. But um, regardless, so we're standing in line talking and we're sharing the story to somebody else. And then we realize that Clint's mother <gasps> is oh, behind his name. us. The whole time. And I turned around and was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. Needless to say, Russ didn't dip her. But, yeah. As far as we know. I mean, I didn't follow up on that. That's not my fucking business. (laughs) (sighs) Good times. Yeah. How you guys been? It's been so long. Yeah. Pretty good. It seems like two weeks. (laughs) But it's not. (laughs) Nope. It's the shortest two weeks of your life. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, you know, daylight savings time on steroids. <gasps> Bing. You're there. And it'll be a good solid two months before uh, before we record again because of the holidays. Mm. Yeah. Right. Let's get that out now. Happy holidays, everybody. Um, whichever holidays you uh, you observe. All of them. Happy <laughs> holidays to all of you. Happy holidays. That have already probably happened. Yeah, I'm not sure yes. exactly when this is coming out, but depending on the time, Happy Thanksgiving, Christmas slash equi- Christmas equivalent, New Year's, Martin Luther King Day, April Fools, um, April, yeah, you know who knows, Fourth of July, wh- well, wherever far this goes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure out when our April Fools episode is. Oh yeah, good times. 
Oh yeah, I don't, I don't have that stuff set up yet. <laughs> and uh, because of somebody's <laughs> request, my whole thing is uh, my whole release schedule is all fucked up now. Hey, uh, curse you, Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. It it actually helps me like <laughs> immensely. Wheaton. Oh, I I was just guessing. It really was Will. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. He uh, made a very uh, logical and basic request that will really help uh, generate higher quality, and I'm going to blame him for it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I I take. What the hell was your damn, suggestion? Damn your innovation, Will. Uh, instead of instead of Jason uh, naming and uh, giving the descriptions and stuff to me uh, the day of release or the night before when I'm definitely asleep, uh-huh. uh, we'll do it the week before, and that way I have an entire week to get my shit figured out. <laughs> oh, yeah. slacker, huh? Uh, <laughs> more like Saturday mornings can be pretty hectic. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it doesn't come out until 6 p.m., sometimes it doesn't come out until like the next Monday. Is it all the cartoons? <laughs> All the cartoons <laughs> in the morning, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. I wish it was that. If yeah. it was, I would have a much simpler life. Yeah, it's your story. You tell it the way you want. I will. Yeah, you uh, can't you stop me. When you made the request, I was like, yeah, you know, it probably doesn't help the fact that, like, I listened to the episode about five minutes before I release it and then um, <laughs> figure out a, a description for it at that time to, to send to you. And, and Will, because I, if I remember correctly, you're a pretty early riser. By the time I get Correct. that out, not he's what I asleep. Yeah, so. Jason will send it, and I, I'll either like have just laid down in bed, or I'll see it the next morning, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, so this this solves a lot of problems. Will is the youngest old person I know. Yes, I was born at 60. I'm uh, 87 now. <laughs> All right. So you're about ready I, for the I early to reti- special right now, right? I plan to retire somewhere around um, 150. that's dedication will yeah uh, i don't want to hear anybody say that their life they didn't get to retire you'll get there you just got to live long enough at 150 (laughs) you can retire (laughs) well that ain't happening for me i can tell you that right now will are are you a dwarf (laughs) (laughs) no 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 bommy's a dwarf too tall to be a dwarf sure do you have dwarf blood are you a half dwarf Maybe. Like in Chronicles of Narnia? I don't know. I don't think dwarves are born old, though. No, but they can retire conceivably at 150 and still have enough life to live afterwards. Um, <laughs> Probably a lot more than than uh, than I conceivably have in terms of after my retirement. In fact. Could be. But no, not to my knowledge. Okay. I'm going to redi- retire in three years, one month, and 24 days. But who's counting? You are. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Pretty clearly. Exactly. Every minute. Mm. Yeah, most of the rest of us have like 30, 40, 50 years left. 26 and a half. I'm not going to retire. I love my job. Stay at <laughs> home, Mom. Push it. If my job's real lucky, it's got me for 13 more years. And if that's your change, you'll find a new one. <laughs> <laughs> my job is currently educating me, so I'm going to ride that wave until it's no longer beneficial. Good point. I just meant I'm going to retire it for you. Screw this. It's too much work. Going to get into day <laughs> trading. I see what you did there. 57, they're kicking me out. I don't have a choice. I'm retiring whether I want to or not, which I do. I would well, go early. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you may not have a choice retiring from there, but you could get another job. You could I, also... Yeah, Walmart greeter. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> you could also work for a promotion. Get promoted to... Uh, He's got to go work at KFC and run the register. <laughs> hey, you know what? If they would if they would pay me, I would be so much better Colonel Sanders than any of the other fools they've had on TV. Oh, no Dude. kidding. You need to find the right Real mail for five okay. bucks. Real mail for five bucks. 27 herbs and spices, and I'm not telling you either. K- <laughs> KFC, if you would like, uh, one of the, the best uh, RPG players that I've ever met. He's he's a great Colonel Sanders. I can, I can attest to it. Um. Gotta get you the white suit. You know, on their Twitter, they follow 27 people named Herb and Spice. No. (laughs) No. No, they follow the five original Spice Girls and 12, (laughs) and then the rest are guys named Herb. Nice. That's funny. I wonder if they follow Peaches and Herb. No. Probably not. No, those are literally the only things they follow on that. (laughs) That's awesome. And the first person who ever pointed it out 
they got a um, portrait, a hand-painted portrait of themselves holding a chicken wi- uh, leg of chicken <laughs> being given a piggyback ride by Colonel Sanders. <laughs> what That's awesome. Fuck? Nice. That's, That's twisted. Have, I love it. Have you seen that meme? I just saw it the other day. Maybe not for a while. I don't know. But I just saw it yesterday. But it's got, it's got Jesus and Colonel Sanders sitting at a table. Okay. And the caption says, I don't care if you're Jesus. I'm not telling you what the 27 <laughs> herbs are. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now, I got to say, uh, on the behalf of, of KFC, that is good marketing right there. I mean, it's a smart idea. But I, speaking I'm of thinking we should put Mark in a white suit with that funny little tie and a little sign that says, have 27 herbs and spices. <laughs> we'll sell. <laughs> you know that, that, that whole visual image reminds me of a, a joke I used to know about <laughs> Colonel Sanders trying to get a hold of um, trying to get the Pope to change the day, uh, our Lord's Prayer to give us this day our daily chicken and the punchline was something like the Pope coming in with all the bishops sitting down good news guys we just gained the Colonel Sanders account, but we lost the Wonder Bread account. You know, something like that. <laughs> you guys know Brit. His memory is the second shortest thing he's got. Absolutely. <laughs> so this kid is uh, he's you getting ready. The blanks. He's getting ready for his prom date, right? And he goes. He has to get a tuxedo and this long line, but he waits and he you know gets his tux from the tux shop. And then he goes and needs to get a limo and his long line at the limo place. And the, but he you know waits and he gets his limo and. Then he has to go get flowers, and there's a long line at the florist, but he waits and gets his, you know, gets the flowers, and then they finally get to prom, and, you know, they dance, and then she's like, oh, I want some punch, and he goes to get some punch, and there's no punch line. Uh, <laughs> I was afraid that was where that was going. Yeah, that, that's what your joke made me think of. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. But um, back to retiring early. Uh, yes. I, thought we, I, I thought we retired that subject. No, no. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a thing. We joke about it's a family joke in our house because Grandpa Leonard he retired three times. Oh, because of Grandma. He just kept going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, with with me, I'm I'm retiring from my main job but i still have my side job which is shield side. bash yes that In yeah and it's hustle. it's so lucrative so <laughs> well, i mean for mark this kind of is a job it's like uh it's you know not a ton of hours but like hell of almost, commute i have a hell of 10 commute. hour day it's the worst commute i've ever had yeah. let me tell you for a job yeah well, I will tell you, I know you're with your other job. There is, I, I think, a convention that is interested in doing business with you if, you, if they can ever get a price quote. Yes, yes. And since that's in April, I really haven't put that at the top of my priority list because I have several things going on right now. But I have not forgot about them. So, where were we? I think we just killed Donk. Well, <laughs> actually, Nat, it's nice that you bring that up because it was your turn. We go back to... The second floor of the dungeon underneath the Otari fishery in the seaside town of Otari, where our heroes are confronted by at least two more kobolds that they've been battling off and on throughout the first level of the dungeon, and they're taking fire from two hidden foes behind an overturned table on the left and a stack of crates and barrels marked with Otari fishery industries on the right. In fact, um, several of them have been hit by the the uh, kobolds, and it is now Nat's turn. Well, you are being generous. Heroes, huh? Well, you, you, did, you did save an orc. Everybody's the hero of their own story. <laughs> we also befuddled, uh, maybe verbally, like, assaulted this poor, <laughs> poor woman that <laughs> owns the place. Camerly Tanderville of the Otari Fishery? Tamara, yeah, I remember her. Yeah, she's gonna have nightmares. Alright, so uh, see these kobolds jump out. One attacks Donk, one attacks Uko. Uh, both get a hit in on their sus- opponent. Yes. Um, so I'll turn to Donk and... Good luck! You got this! And then turn to Uko's opponent. <laughs> and I will study it for a moment. Uh, hunt prey. And then I will cast a spell. A uh, gravity weapon. And then I will take a single shot. And that will probably miss with a 10... Oh, yeah. Uh, it may oh, be... 11. 
It may be because Uko's in between you and the kobold you're aiming at that might have thrown off your aim uh, as he is quite large and you are quite small. But you tried to get it between his legs, but I think he might have actually kicked the, uh, the bolt off course. And that will be it for Nat. All right. So that was Nat's turn. Uko, you just felt the brush of air go between your legs as a tiny crossbow bolt went whipping, or an arrow, a tiny arrow went yeah. whipping between your legs, missing the kobold in front of you. Uh, Uko is going to draw, for the first time ever, his star knife and uh, poke this kobold between the eyes. Poke away, sir. Poke away. Does a 16 hit? It does not, as he ducks under your poke. Your stars were above him. No! Wait, <laughs> yes. The second one is much better, and it's agile, so 19 to hit? That is a hit, sir. Well done. Wonderful. The big old three points of uh, pointy damage. Well, he you, you didn't get him between the eyes. He ducked, and you got one of the little uh, scales on his head, and he's like, and then that will be the end of Uko's turn with two attacks and a uh, draw. All right. With that, um, you stab that uh, kobold with your knife. And about that time that you're doing that, you hear a twang from the, uh, the crates in front of you as a crossbow bolt comes aimed at you. Oh, that's going to be a 22. Does that hit? That does, in fact, hit. And that hits for four points of damage. Ow. You hear a ratcheting sound and another twang. Oh, how about we go with a 18 on that one? That'll also hit. Excellent. Oh, that was a good bolt. Seven points of damage as that one thunks really close to the first one. Sorry, Uklo, I forgot to tell you to look out. Uh, it's okay. And as Bommy says that, he can take his turn now. So Uko begins to bleed out profusely. Is uh, Uko Sir? still standing? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> is there such a thing as concealment in this? Uh, yes. Okay. You don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Just saying. All right. So where did you where did you go on that I little trip? You moved fifteen. Okay. Cool. To get into flanking with a dank over there, and it did not seem like he had an attack of opportunity. So now you are in flank with Donk. Yeah, that's what I said. Dank. Dank. Yes. Yeah. Dank. Donk. Dink. <laughs> Dive, dip, and dodge. I'm going to take a swing in that sucker. Get him. Uh, it's a 19 altogether. If I'm right. That is a hit. All right. All right. Uh, that'll be a five for damage altogether, right? Yeah. He, Don't uh, you have sneak attack? Oh, yeah. Sneak attack damage, should too. roll that also. There's a D6 involved, isn't there? Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Well, there it is. Another six. Ooh. That's much more gooder, as a friend of mine would say. Way more gooder. And uh, he's still up, though, but that hurt. Okay. These kobolds seem a little bigger and a lot tougher than the ones you fought previously. All right, so, because I forgot when I was doing my two hit, you know, you get a plus two in, the, in this one for flanking. Yeah, I just took two off their armor class. Oh, that, that, okay. I yep. knew it worked some kind of way. Yep. There was a little I, bit different. I got you, bro. Don't worry. I forget. Like I said, second shortest thing I got. Uh, one more. <laughs> That's no buenos. Um, that's a 10 altogether. Ooh, no, even with the flank, he's uh, he's more dodgy than that as he uh, he manages to slip that stab that you aim at his back. Uh, I believe that's your final action, correct? Correct. All right, that was Bommy Bridger. You're still on the stairs, um, but you're if you squatted down, you could probably see into the room and see what's going on. Yeah, um, with that, I know I can't actually see them. Uh, because they're behind the, the walls and everything, but roughly where is the one that's using the barricade for cover by um, uh, Uko? All right, well, since you're, you are on the stairs and you're tall, you're looking at the top, um, you know, kind of over the top. I will go ahead and show you where they're at. As you can see, the little, little crest on their head and their little pointy dragon-type ears peeking just above the, uh, the barricade, which your friends on the floor can't see. Alright, so Bridger is aware that um, his Shroud of Night doesn't work on these guys after the last fight. Uh, so instead, he's going to just be like, The dark is dangerous and full of terrors, but that's the reason why we sleep through the night. Oh. 
And I'm going to cast Sleep back here in the corner. Should hit the one next to Uko and the one, the blue base one that's behind the barricade there. They will need to make will saves. All right. Those are my saves. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to roll them, not will. Fine. Well, the first one gets a 17. It's a quarter per save. And the second one gets an 18. So okay. really close. Well, they both pass. Okay. Uh, and so they get a nine, minus one status penalty to perception checks for one round. So they're a little drowsy, but they yawn and they, they shake it off. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. And then uh, I'm going to summon up my big uh, glowy blood butterfly shield. All right. So that's all three actions. And we're back at the top of the order. Um, and the, uh, the, the kobold that is uh, on... Um, Uko is going to try to stab him because let's hope he doesn't. He's right there. Does a nineteen hit you? It does. Oh, that's going to hurt. Three points of piercing damage. Uko is down. Uko falls. Thud. Uko, no. And since he's uh, <laughs> he's not really able to reach Bridger on the stairs because of the corner but he does see the dog with the glowy thing on it he's going to throw his spear in his other hand at the dog or at the uh, the glowy ball on the dog and that is all the 15 that will miss um so uh, the ball ducks and the spear goes flying over and almost clips um our friend uh, donk in the foot but he manages to skip out of the way and that is two actions so this one's going to go ahead and and uh he is going to move up and uh, try to confront Bridger on the stairs. Bridget, look out! And he is done. The other kobold on the other side of the room that's being bracketed by um, the uh, the two thieves, um, Donk and Bommy, he is going to take a step back from Donk, and he's going to try to stick Bommy with his short sword. And not with that kind of a roll that was horrible. So he's just going to act like that one didn't happen. And he's going to try to do it again. Mm -hmm. And that's probably not going to work either. So very ineffective. But he did get out of the flank, which was his goal. And uh, about that time, Donk, you hear a click in front of you as a crossbow bolt comes sailing your way. That is a 17. Does that hit? Negative. You're able to duck out of the way just in time. You hear a ratcheting sound and another twang. That's more gooder. How about a 17? That is a miss. And you're able to, to slip that one too. So he is done. And Donk, you, uh, you've taken two crossbow bolts from the direction of the table directly in front of you. And that kobold that came up and stabbed you, he scampered away. And you are up, sir. Now, a five-foot step is no longer a free action, correct? Correct. It is a m part of your move, part of your stride action. You can stride up to five feet or more. Well, a five-foot step is now is a, is a step. Yes, just a step Call action, a not a stride action. step? No, it's just, no. that's Starfinder. Star yeah, never mind. Step. The big thing with this is that if you take a step, you can't. Uh, nobody can react to it. Right. So not just attacks of opportunity, but other things of like moving or following and stuff like that, it prevents that. It, it's on the little cheat sheet he gave you. Oh, yeah. Which comes with the beginner's box. If anybody is interested in that, you get these really nice cards that tell you, uh, you know, common actions, rules, and movement and stuff like that on the, the little cards. Very helpful little cards. Going to move to there. You can move anywhere you want within your movement rate, sir. And I'm going to twin faint the crossbow. The guy, guy with the crossbow. I'm okay. not sure which square he's in. Could you? I, I put myself there, but he's kind of like on four different squares. Pick well. one, Mark. Okay, that is a 23. Yes, as he's in the act of ratcheting up his crossbow for another shot, you, uh, you stab him. So the first one is three points of damage. And he takes it. I'm sorry, like it. Uh, four points of damage. He takes that, too. And then that makes him flat-footed to this one, correct? Yeah, that's a 22. Ooh, 22, you say. So, 22, flat-footed. That is still not a crit. But it is a hit, and you do get sneak attack. Eight points of damage. Ooh, he didn't like that at all. But he's still standing. Now, uh, just real quick, I don't 
get an attack of opportunity anymore? This isn't like like second no, not unless you're it. a fighter or you take a feat to specifically give you attack of opportunity. Okay, so you are done, correct? Yes. All right, Nat, you're up. So uh, Nat's got this Uko laying in front of her, as well as this Kobold standing in front of her. Correct. Uh, Nat will point towards Bridger and get this really shocked look on her face and go. <gasps> He will bridge your soul to the afterworld! Um, created a version Ow. with deception. Alright. That's against my will DC, correct? It is, but you don't need to worry about it. Um, <laughs> Alright, I will. Hero won't. point? Yeah, fuck it. Hero point. <laughs> That's a 22. Ooh, that is a success. Not a critical success, but a success. At which point it is now flat-footed to me, and I am technically kind of hidden to it. And I will shoot it. Yeah, as Kobold looks at you and doesn't really understand what you say, but he does follow your pointing, and then he sees the, you know, the erupts. He's like, <gasps> and that's cart enough startled to make him flat-footed. Well done. I'm very threatening. You you look like it, scrou- crouching down with your big smile. <laughs> um, that's going to be a twenty. Lots of, lots of teeth. Eight to hit. Wow, that is a critical hit, sir. That distraction really helped. Uh, twenty-two damage. Oh, and that one falls dead. I loosened it up for you. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I think we're down here, and like all you see is this pair of red eyes in the staircase, and it startles him, and all of a sudden he's like, dude. <laughs> and, and teeth. He sees a pointy teeth. Bridger's not actually having a good time right now because his, bu- his, his very close buddy is uh, unconscious and in danger. So, with my last action. Um, Nat is going to move to the other side of Uko and try to like form a protective barrier on the other side of him. So you're going to go between that gap in the wall and the crates? Yes. Okay. And um, call up, uh, Bridger, Uko's not having a good day. Uh, yeah, I can see that, little brosina. Um, and that'll be it. All right. And with Nat filling the gap between the wall and the crates, that will, should keep any other kobolds from coming around that end to get to the downed Uko. Uko, this would be your turn. However, you're downed, and uh, so you need to make me a saving throw. A and you did remember to move me just before whoever. It, it was handy down. because right. the guy that comes next actually shot you, so I didn't gotcha. have to move you. But thank you for reminding me. So... I was, I was looking into this, and I was trying to figure it out, because what happens when you hit zero exactly? Are you Do you gain the dying condition at that point? Still? Yes. Okay. Dying yes. You, one, you never right? go You never go below um, zero, okay? But when you get to zero, you become dying one. Okay. If you were hit by a critical hit and put down to zero or below, you go to dying two. I'm intimately aware of that. Well, <laughs> I knew the Mark. crit hit rule and everything like that. I just wasn't sure if, like, you actually had to, like go into the negatives or if zero no. was the point where it started yeah zero is the point of uh well hopefully return but yes that's, that's i failed my go. flat check so you're now dying too it's not looking good for uh, uko as his blood continues to pool and expand on the floor um and however it's that uh it's the guy behind the uh barricades turn he can't really get a good bead on the uh on the glowy thing on the dog because of the crates, but he does see somebody crouching in the um, stairwell, and he's got a pretty well straight line there, so he's gonna he's gonna shoot a crossbow bolt up that stairwell. I will give you a plus one to your armor class for having a little bit of cover there, uh, Bridger. And it looks like that's gonna be enough to do it because he only got a 13 on that roll. Um, he, you hear the click, 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 click as he reloads and he fires again. Oh, this might have done it. Let's see. That starts out as a 23 minus 5, minus 1, so 6. So 23 minus 6 would be a 16? That would be a 17. 17, sorry. Um, But that still hits. It hits you? Yeah. All right. Crossbow bolt streaks out of the darkness, but you're able to pick your foot up, and it just nicks you on the big toe and does one point of damage. Good shot. And that is his turn. Bommy, you're up. All right. The one right in front of me I've hit already, right? Yes. He's right. he's not looking the greatest. Right. I'm going to finish him, I hope. Okay. That's uh, a 16. 16. That misses, unfortunately. He ducks under your, uh, uh, your stab. Bummer. All right. One more. 18. 
18, that's with your uh, negatives for your attack? No. How does that work? Well, if it's not an Agile weapon, it's a negative 5 on your second attack. But it is an Agile weapon. Third, then it'd be a negative 4. But I'm untrained. Ah, then it would not be that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a versatile weapon. It is not <laughs> Agile. It is Finesse and Versatile. Yes, so sorry. It would be so it's nine minus 5, then. It's Finesse, versi Versatile. Uncommon, too. Yeah, that okay. doesn't help <laughs> that you. That doesn't factor here. So, so <laughs> what, was, what was your total minus 5? I don't know. It was 18 minus 5 would be a 13. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. not going to get it, right? Yeah, no, he slides to the left, and, uh, and mess, you mess it. Okay, I got one more, right? You got one more, and this would be a negative 10. Negative so 10. Roll for the fences. All right. What a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to get it. <laughs> uh, very dodgy little kobold. Uh, he, he managed to scamper out of your way. Um, Bridger, you just got shot in the big toe by a crossbow bolt, um, and you're on the stairwell, and Uko is at the foot of the stairs bleeding out rapidly. Bridger has no healing magic and is does not have battle medicine, so I don't. I literally think mechanically, there's nothing I can do to help Uko at this point, uh, except for to whisper silently as he goes by. Hero point, bro. <laughs> uh, but yep. so and, and Bridger rushes through the uh, between the barricades and confronts the crossbowman that brought his buddy low. Yes, the the one that. Is the only one that's not currently uh, occupied in melee, unless the in Berger's mind, at least the biggest threat to his friend Uko, even though he is also con like wondering why Balmy went away from the one that was threatening the healer and went to try and save the one that was fighting the like arguably first or second most dangerous other melee combatant between them, besides himself, leaving our healer to die. But he doesn't say any of that out loud. Um, he just goes over to this guy. As a, uh, That is, however, it's a double move to get all the way around the crates to him. And then he's just going to look down at him. Six foot two, looking down at this little kobold. And he's like, little lizard dude. And he says, says it in Draconic. Little lizard dude, you really should just cut your losses. And he's going to cast shield again. And But you're not going to make like an intimidation check or anything? Yeah. Okay. Just, just asking. Not with that charisma. Just asking for flavor, that's all. Um, all right, so back to the top of the order. Um, the kobold that is confronting Bommy, he is going to take another stab at it, so to speak. And he misses horribly as Bommy just kind of looks like, dude, was that your best? Do I look like a bearded gnome to you? And uh, he doesn't understand what you said. He turns, pointy his, is your hat. He turns his head sideways <laughs> and tries to stick you again. That's two ones in a row. That dice is done for. So the last time, let's see if he can swing for the fences and try to get uh, Bommy. And no, he doesn't. So you're able to slip and slide and dodge out of the way of three strikes by this kobold. He looks rather scared now that all his attacks have been ineffective against you. The other one is confronted by his own series of problems uh, in the form of Donk. And since he has a crossbow bolt loaded and Donk is right there, he's just going to shoot Donk in the face. Pow. And that is a 20... Oh, 19. I'm sorry. 19. That'll hit. That'll hit Donk in the face for six points of piercing damage. Now, since you're so close, he goes ahead and drops his crossbow at this point. Pulls his short sword and tries to stab you in the gullet. But you're able to spring back out of the way. And he is done. Donk, it is your turn. Uh, let's do twin faint on this one. All right. I'm going to hope that's a hit. That is 24. Oh, yes, sir. That is a hit. So he'll be flat-footed to the second one. Four points of damage on that first attack. Excellent. And that would be a 20 for the second attack. That is a hit, sir. <laughs> 13 points of damage. Oh, and Donk puts that one down as it eep, and falls forward dead. Nice one, Dank. Okay. Now, I still got a move left, right? Yes. Well, you have a third action. Yeah, third action. You can move or whatever. Donk yells out. He's like, didn't we get heal potions? Yes, and Bommy has both of them. <laughs> ah, the old flank trick, is it? I see what you're doing there, Donk. However, that move was your last action, so you'll have to wait till next time. On Geobash? No, we're not done yet. No. Nat, you're up. <laughs> Almost. So, Nat um, blew up that one kobold, warned Bridger about Uko's position, and Bridger ran on by. Nat, 
Um, he... I thought... Fuck it. So she reaches in and pulls out a vial of her own, which is an elixir of minor healing, and then pours it into Uko. It's 1d6 health gained, and then you get plus one bonus for 10 minutes against poison and disease. Hmm. And then with my last action, I'm going to shoot at this cobalt over here that's being flanked. You just um, earned yourself a hug, little brosina. He'll have a little cover from you from there, but uh, I'll go ahead and, and you can take a shot at him. I believe that's going to be a miss. That is 14 minus 1, I assume, so 13. No, not going to do it. You, uh, you, 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 Your arrow goes straight and twang, and hits the table. So that is Nat's turn. Uko, you just had a wonderful tasting elixir thrown down your mouth, and you swallowed it, and you come up sputtering and coughing, but you are alive. Oh, it's very cold down here. Uko will touch himself and, uh... <laughs> yeah, he will. And uh, try, to, try to heal up here. I'm so glad I'm alive! Do the two-action ranged heal on yourself? Uh, yeah, actually. What with me not really having anything else I can do on this turn anyway. I uh, bet you're glad it's still there at this point. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm used to playing a higher level cleric. <laughs> <laughs> Which means he doesn't get to roll as many no. dice now. A little underwhelming there, was it, Will? Uh, actually, it, it was plenty of back to full, so I'm no longer wounded. Well, there you go. Perfect. L- little little cheat for you, for all of you cleric players out there. The uh, two-action ranged heal you can use on yourself. Uh, yes. And get that extra extra healing. Uko will then um, stand up and uh, end his turn. All right, so Uko is back on his feet, fully healed, wondering, how did I get here? Uko, I would like to point out, I brought you back. Your friend just ran off. As Nat says that, Bommy sees that he has a kobold trapped between himself and Donk and the barricade of tables. Uh-huh. What are you going to do, Bommy? I'm a swing. Just a swing in. You just lost your hug, Brosina. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, Bommy's last turn, he thought, oh, this, uh, this guy's real easy. I'm going to hit him with that first hit, and then I'm going to mosey on over with that potion of healing and pour it down, or give it to... Give it to Bridget and uh, say, hey, feed this to him. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> just arrives like t- a day late and a dollar short. Yeah. <laughs> that, wrong did, that didn't work out last turn real well, did it? But, uh, yeah, so this time I'm, you know, with the flanking, I think I figured out it was the flanking that really helped. That extra distraction helped me hit him out. I hit him in the last round. So let's see if it's, uh, it's going to work this round. Yeah, probably not. That's a nine altogether with this swing. <laughs> no, all no, right. not at all. The next one's negative four, right? Yep. Yeah. So that whole production for oh, a nine five. to hit. Possible well, crit. Well, yeah. I think that one's going to hit. Um, actually, so if you take your total mm-hmm. on that, this is the way way this works. Is you take your total roll, you subtract your your four. It's uh-huh. called five because it's not agile. You right, take five, five off. Okay. That's still a hit, but okay. because you rolled a natural 20, that makes it a critical hit. So, well done. Okay. You've been upgraded. I like it. So, you need some damage? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Hopefully, a lot of damage. I and aim, you get sneak attack. So. I aim to please. And I believe the sneak attack doubles too, right? Yes. It everything does. but the deadly so die. So, everything doubles? Except the deadly die if you have one. I don't have one. a deadly die. So, that's 22 points of damage. Though. Yeah. Um, a bomby missed the first one. The kobold ducked under that one. Just as he stood up, he came back with a backswing and took his little head off his shoulders. That kobold's dead, y'all. All right. Toast. Bama done took that head. He, he looks around and sees what's going on. Oh, that feller's up already again. I guess I'll start to meander over to the last remaining threat and try and get into flanking. You're not going to make there on one move. And fall short. You're right. But you're a dwarf. You're used to that. I'm used to it. Hey, y'all, wait up. Yeah, um, so that's my turn. Bridger, you are back there. You've confronted this kobold. He's standing there with a crossbow pointed in your general direction. And you move around to the side of him. Bridger takes a step action to move to the side in case his results here fail. The others can get to uh, murdering distance a little easier. Uh... Next action, shield. 
And then third action, I will try that aforementioned Intimidate, where he's just going to, you know, in Draconic. Uh, little bro, just give it up. Okay. 19. Good roll. All right. Um, he looks at you, and and he he's, like, surprised again that you spoke in Draconic, and you spoke it so well. And uh, he's, like, kind of nods his head at you and, okay, 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 okay. And, and uh, but it's not his turn, so... Uh, then as a free action in common, I will be like, all right, everybody, this guy's going to give up. Like, no, let's let Ixnay on the the death A. Don't kill him. Are you saying that in Draconic too? No, I I, I said I said Bummer. in common. I wanted some plausible deniability there. Yeah. Oh, well. So, Bridger, that is your last action, correct? Yep. All right, Donk, you heard what Bridger said, but this guy's still holding a crossbow. What are you going to do? And you don't speak Draconic, do you? No, okay. But he speaks common. Yes. I'm just saying he can't hear what the kobold answered back. Is the uh, the debris on the map floor accurate? Correct. Now, can you do in this uh, prepared actions? Yes. Um, a readied action or prepared action will take you two of your actions to ready an action with the last action. However, since, well, you know, you can still do it because you have two actions left. So, yes, you can ready an action for next round. Can I get to there? You'll have something? to give me a climb check because it is rickety and, and put together very quickly to uh, to climb up there. But yes, you can do it. That would take you another action. You would not then be able to prepare if you use another action. Correct. The action I want to prepare is if he takes aim with his crossbow at one of my colleagues, I'm going to attack him. Okay. That is your ready to action. I will, I will put that down. Mark's going to have him shoot you now. <laughs> <laughs> another person being generous <laughs> colleagues nat you're up all right so uh nat is going to move around where she can see where the enemy is as she walks away from you she goes now just remember you owe me another uh thimble of healy stuff right the usury rates are high and uh once uh nat gets moved around to the back corner there adjacent to the kobold she lowers her cro- her uh longbow pointed at him uh, looks to Bridger and goes, Well, if he does something wrong, I'm going to shoot his face. And uh, ready to shoot the kobold if it makes an aggressive action towards my party. All right. Second ready action ready. Uko, you're up. Balmy is right next to Uko. Correct. He's bleedy. Yeah. That was kind of my question. Is he, like, bleeding out? Does he look okay? Uko will go ahead and, and reach over and tap him on the shoulder. One action heal. He's back to full. Thank you, ma'am. And then uh, Uka's going to uh, raise his actual physical shield and um, say, Yes, Nat, thank you. Um, I, I'm sure I can probably heal you instead when you need it. That sounds like a fair trade. All right. So with that final action, it is now um, the kobold's action. He's standing there. He, he looks up at Bridger. He looks at the thing on the dog he looks at the goblin he's familiar with those and he looks back at bridger goes you're right bye drops the crossbow and jumps onto the barricade yes awesome he jumps on the barricade runs across it and then leaps over yes he does leaps over the barricade of barrels in the tunnel mouth that you guys saw at the back of the room and he is gone fuck so none of your None of your ready to actions went off. So you're you're left there with a barricade of barrels, an overturned table, three dead kobolds, um, and a door to um, the west, and a entrance to a hallway to the north that is has another barricade of barrels and crates marked with Otari Fisher Industries. Are these ones also seemingly empty? Yes. Okay. As are the crates that compose the barricade of barrels and crates. They still smell strongly of uh, smoked and salted fish, but they are empty. Bridger is going to look at it and be like, Oh, I really thought he'd, he was actually going to... I'm sorry, guys. That sucks. <laughs> he took you at your word. You said give up, so he didn't ran away. <laughs> Freaking lizard dogs. So what would you like to do now? I need to dress my wounds. You going to make a medicine check, or what are you doing there? I would assume... Donk? 
that's what I do. Do I need anything to use medicine? Is there a heal you kit? You need to have a healer's kit. Would you Would you like me to do that for you? Oh, <laughs> let the healer do it. If, if you're offering, that'd be great. As Uko sees him readying up mud, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm pretty boogered up. Are you doing a heal check? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do a heal check. Okay. It, when he pulls out the healer's kit, Bridger goes to sit in the corner for 10 minutes to refocus. Excellent. And Are you in timeout? <laughs> I'm focusing. Nat will get her books out and start refocusing as well. On the mysteries of the universe. Uh, how does eight feel? Almost. My hands can touch it. The fifteen, the fifteen DC doesn't get a plus to it, correct? Yeah. So yeah, it's eight. Sorry, right, I'm only so so. Bami, what uh, what are you doing? And Uko, what are you doing now that you're done uh, tending to to Donk's wounds? Donk, you, I mean, you're. You know, these two are kind of, like, still doing their own and their reading stuff. So what would you three like to do? Loot the room. Loot, loot the room. I think the room's all out of fish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The only fish you find is uh, probably, like, three apiece in the pouches of the three kobolds that are that are there on the floor dead. Um, you do have two crossbows, um, several bolts, and, uh, oh, probably six assorted spears. Are they small size or medium or? They are. They are small size. Okay. I don't need none of that. Now, as you do uh, work your way across the room, around the room, when you come to the barricade to the north, the three of you give me perception checks. Twenty-seven. Seven. And finally, Donk. Twenty-three. All right, uh, Uko, you just kind of contemplating uh, the uh, meaning of life and uh, potential death. Yeah, I, I think you're more taken in by the barrels. You're like, wow, those are empty too. What are we gonna? How are we gonna fill these with fish? We haven't found any fish. As he's thinking about that, you guys start smelling a smell that's not the barrels of fish. It's it's almost a a putrid scent of sweat and or rotted fish coming wafting down the corridor behind this barricade. That's nasty. And when you pause to listen, you can hear the the drip 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 of water listen y'all smell something it smells delicious no donk you as a goblin would usually think that this it's almost sickening even to you now um as you go around to the west side of the room you see um there is a door leonard i'm I'm imagining balmy taker and the leonard skinner what's that smell (laughs) (laughs) right are you going to go over and check out the uh, the door to the west, the, the the opening to the west, or are you going to go to the barricade? Once I'm done chewing, I was going to answer you, but yeah, I'll go ahead and go to the barricade. All right, and again, these are uh, it's it's a hastily stacked wall of barrels and crates, kind of held together with uh, that's to the north with the barrel staves and uh, even a few rocks and stuff. Yeah, we haven't been back that direction have at all. Not have we? been back that yeah, direction so. at all. Okay, yeah, I'm going to bust that down. You're going to bust, just bust it down. You're not going to take it down carefully. You're just going to bust it down. Don't break it. Well, they're all empty, right? So yeah. So they shouldn't be heavy. Yeah, they I can do it careful. Okay. Go ahead and give me a thievery check to see if you, you're trying to take it away quietly. Yeah, just in case. Okay. Skills, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That'd be 18 altogether. 18. That's pretty good. Um, you, you start to remove some of the barrels and the crates, and, and just as you get the... The second one opened enough to where you can make a passageway back there. You hear a scream and a gurgle from farther down the corridor as if maybe a kobold died. Huh. Just desserts. Perhaps he should have followed Bridger's uh, suggestion to the uh, nature of the request. Probably doesn't. It's probably not trained in nature. Right. So now you have a way forward... Um, to the north, and you have an open, inviting hallway to a room to the west. I'd like to take a look in that room to the west and see what's in there. All right, um, Donk, as you walk over there to the the uh, the hallway to the west, you see um, a short, you know, five foot hallway, and it opens up to a much larger rectangular chamber. But the the chamber appears to be in ruins. But the center of the chamber contains a fountain of pristine water with something glittering in the bottom. In the middle of this fountain is a marble statue of a mermaid, her lips pursed as if she was about to blow a kiss or maybe whistle at someone. 
while at each corner of the pool it has some sort of mechanism embedded with stones but you see that the one to the southwest the core on the southwest appears to be smashed so uh i mentioned that to the party and does anybody know what this is uko will take a look so bridger looks over the top of the goblin uko looks just underneath bridger's head so we have three heads looking into the hallway at the passageway to the west and nat pulls up behind uh donk and sees the back of donk it looks like a goblin ass. <laughs> uh, obviously, beyond the description, is there a uh, specific check for it? Yeah, you can give me a perception check. 21. 21. 23. You think that the, the glittering in the bottom of the pool is probably coins, um, but you're not sure from here. You'd probably have to enter the room to get a better like view because the the wall is probably the wall of the fountain is probably about um between a foot and a half two feet high uh well it looks like uh what's commonly referred to as a wishing fountain uh we you, know, you take a coin you flip it into the water and make a wish uh, i'm not sure why it would be down here uh and i imagine the purse lips is probably like the water was supposed to come out of it at some point like she was that'd be weird though right like, if you're drawing water from it, you're just drawing, like, mermaid spit. That's <laughs> not the weirdest thing I've seen, though, one time. There was one time I saw one that was a, it was a cow on its back, and the water came out of it. It was weird. Was it a female or a male cow? Uh, female. So, yeah, I think it's coins in there. So, with Bridger being pretty sure that it's coins in the bottom of the wishing fountain, he says, what would you like to do? Uko stays the hell behind everybody else. Excellent. I got shot in the foot, so I think somebody else should take the lead. I'm still a little little limpy. Bommy, what are you doing? They they don't seem to pay any attention to the, the sound. Did you tell them that the kobold screamed down this way? Yeah, I know that shiny shit over there is cool, but did you hear what I heard over here? No. What'd you hear? Well, it sounds like our little dragon boyfriend met his death. Now, I don't know if that means there's more critters down there. Or he just fell into the victim of some kind of a trap. But if we wind up heading that way, I bet we find his ass. There were traps before. Maybe he forgot about one of his own traps? He weren't no trap master at all. Other feller was. Well, his communally. Mysteries abound. So we have a passageway to the north, or we have the hallway to the wishing fountain to the west. Which way would the party like to proceed? I vote north. No, I'll vote north. I'm good with going north. We can always check the wishy-washy later. I'm mighty curious about that kobold. We'll just follow the party. All right. They're going that way. So you guys go back over to where Bami is at to the north there, and as you look down the passage, you see that after, oh, about 30 feet, give or take, water seems to be filling the bottom of the uh, the floor there and it seems to be flowing uh, from the east down into a lower portion of the dungeon um, to the northwest north is the direction of the barrel the barricades so this will be east that will be west okay gotcha so listeners our hallway kind of forks off in two different directions one of which is up current the other one is quickly ends at a pool of water all of which is obscured by reflective light for me <laughs> grow taller <laughs> uh no so who's uh, who's gonna lead the charge so to speak here come on bank let's do this our way and remember you don't have to cower in the corner if you find something 24 stealth you think that you're swift silent and deadly as you creep along donk are you creeping along with him yeah i got a 24 stealth as well you guys are both like shadows flittering in the dark that means you're really stealthy. As you guys come down um, to the edge of the water, you, you know this is going to cause problems because it's hard to sneak through water. What would you like to do from here? Climb. Uh, what? The wall. Float several inches off the ground. <laughs> so you're. That's what I'd like to where, do. Where are you climbing to, uh, Donk? It depends on which direction we're going, but uh, I'd assume... There's no trees here. There's a tunnel to the right. <laughs> Small green and no trees. <laughs> Is it possible to climb the walls? Oh, yeah. Up to about probably, oh, 12 feet. 
and then the ceiling's going to stop you. Can I do that stealthily? Yeah, sure. Um, as he's starting his climb, mm-hmm. uh, Bonnie, give me a perception check. 20. You notice the smell that you smelled, that sweaty, rotten, fishy smell. Right. It's getting stronger, and it's coming to the, the corridor that leads north across the, uh, the pool of water. All right, so since we're at the fork here, we're talking about the one that goes more towards the left? Yes, the one that goes to the left through the deeper part of the water. Uh-huh. Um, that's where the smell seems to be emanating from. The uh, The wall that, uh, that Donk is attempting to climb, you don't hear anything from that direction except the slow drip of water that you heard louder now. So you have it, have it drip, 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 drip of water coming from the right tunnel. Oh, okay. So now we can... I mean, the way this map is drawn, it looks like there's a bit of a, cut, uh, a drop-off. Yes. Okay. And that's why that's why that looks deeper where the pool is at. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not really sure how deep yet because you haven't moved into it. Right. Is that at the same level as we are currently? Um, it is lower this direction to the, to the left where okay. the smell is emanating from. And as you go to the right tunnel, the water is flowing down towards you. So okay. you'll be going upstream as you hear a, a steady drip. I'm going to hold off and see how well uh, Bonk does in climbing over there. All right, Donk, give me a climb check. 24. All right, so how high do you want to go up, Donk? You find lots of handholds. It's a it's a natural cavern. Um, it's a little slick at the bottom because of the water, but as you get off the ground, it's it's nice and dry and, and, uh, and gritty. I'm going to take the easiest route. Okay, and you're going to go where? Up? Sideways? What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to try to work my way over to that ledge where I can get on dry ground. And the passageway to the north? Yes. Okay. So you're going to be moving at uh, quarter speed sideways. So take yourself sideways to the north there. Also, I'm trying to stealth. As you're climbing. Okay. It would be a bit of a bit of a chore, but go ahead and try to climb stealthily. Give me a stealth check. Actually, never mind. What is your stealth DC? Seven. Yeah, you, you think you're doing a pretty good job of, of climbing sideways quietly. Once I get over to the edge, uh, I am going to get back down on flat ground, and I want to look around for any signs of danger and wait for Balmy to catch up. You get you manage to get down, um, and you start to look around. You notice that the smell is much stronger in this area, much stronger now. as uh, You can almost feel a breeze, which is weird because you haven't felt a breeze so much before. But you kind of, it's not strong, but it's like there's wind coming from ahead of you. Uh, Bommy, you see him scuttle up the wall like a spider monkey mm-hmm. and climb sideways, and uh, he's he's over the pool, and uh, he's standing over there on uh, on solid ground to the north. Nice. Well, I want to follow him. What, what do I want to use here? Well, you can walk or climb. Well, yeah, or try to jump. That's a big jump. Climbing is athletics, if that's, yes, that's what, what you're I was trying to Yeah, for. athletics yeah. is okay. what you're wanting. Sorry. Right. Yeah, I'm going to use athletics. Natural 20. Yeah, I I guess you were really watching uh, Donk, because you just put your, your feet in the same toe holds and your, your, your hands in the same little hand holds, mm-hmm. and you just follow his uh, direction across, and... Uh, you end up right there on dry land, and Sweet. yes, this smell is much worse here. All right. So, still no idea how deep that water and what's is. Your, right here. What's your perception no. DC, or uh, Plus modifier? Plus eight. eight. Yeah. You hear voices. All right. Is it in a language I understand? Uh, I'm going to say no. All right. And and it sounds kind of guttural, and there's a lot of interspersed gnashing of teeth and some scrabbling like people are grabbing something ahead of you. That's about all you can make out. Does it sound different than the lizard dogs? Yes. Okay. Um, I try and get to... Do you have a torch out? Yes. I have that ever-burning torch. Okay. Do you want to hold a torch? Or would you rather have both hands free? I'm fine. I. Okay. So the rest of you, we're going to pause now while the two rogues are, are... ranging ahead of the party and Bridger, Uko, and Nat you see the the goblin and the dwarf they go to the edge of the water and they're being very quiet and then suddenly you see them both climb up the wall and scuttle out of sight to the left of the uh, of the corridor you're all in right now 
well. That went well for him last time. How you guys doing? Oh, thrilled, man. Thrilled, little Brosina. Watch this. Sorry, President Garfield's in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody offed him. Uh, Bridger's going to head for the water. What is, what is he doing, Uko? Bridger, you head for the water. And what would you like to do then once you get there? Uh, are you, are you going left or right? I'm going into the deep part. Okay, you're going down the deep part, and you find out that it's not quite as deep, and it seems like um, there's some suction, uh, like, onto the north, like maybe it's falling down into a deeper part of the dungeon, because it's not spreading, but it, it only comes up to maybe mid-thigh on you. Uh, I, I am disappointed. Well, you can get wet if you sit down. And, well, you know. yeah, but I want to swim. Yeah, no, probably space. Probably unless you doggy paddle around there in the deep end. You're not going to get... It's kind of like a kiddie pool, you know? I it, believe he's following them into the rest of the dungeon. No, I was going to swim, but it's like, it's really shallow, so... Oh! Now, Bridger, the, you're kind of turning around there trying to get comfortable in the water, and you notice there is a flickering glow um, to the right down towards where the water is coming from, which is odd because there's water flowing, but it looks like there's a fire up there. I presume it's magic of some sort. Uh, but Bridger, I, I Bridger always presumes it's magic of some sort. When something <laughs> weird's going on, yeah. It's a good the, assumption, really. Yeah, I love it. The answer is wizards, because wizards. <laughs> uh, it, and I, I ask this only because of uh, I speak a plethora of disjointed languages. Is there a chance I can also hear the speaking? I'm going to say no, but let okay. me double check. All right. I, I think that's a yes, you can hear it, but maybe no, you can't understand yeah, it. Which is fine. I well, kind of wanted to go the other way anyway. I want to give him a chance, though, if he can hear uh, what they're talking about. The highest I could roll is a 24. What languages do you speak there again, Bridger? Common, Aruxi, Bogard, Sylvan, Draconic, Aquan. Then that will be a no. Okay. All right, so um, Bridger is uh, kind of squat swimming in the pool. Um, Uko, what would you like to do? Uh, Uko is going to try to quietly kind of ease himself into the water and follow along behind uh, Bridger. What's your stealth score? A plus five. All right. Yeah, with a minimum of splashing, much less than Bridger, who's like kind of flailing around in the water, um, you you managed to enter the pool too, and now you can see the uh, the the firelight um, to the right, and you can see the uh, the two uh, rogues, yeah, motioning with a finger over their mouths, like shh, at you and Bridger. But Bridger's not paying attention because he's looking at the fire. Can I, think. can I see anything extra down there since I have dark vision? Um, yeah, actually, you can since you do have dark vision. As you look that way farther to the right, down the corridor, you see a puddle of water that starts at the edge of the hallway there that you can see. And this strange strange chamber seems to be glowing with a flickering fire-type light. Um, in fact, your dark vision is kind of obscured because there's something in the far corner of the room um, that looks like it's a, like a flame or a fire, but it's floating. It's weird. Like... Bridger said, magic. And in the middle, um, you see that there is like a, oh, an altar of some kind with like maybe a, an upturned uh, a bowl or a chalice. You're not really sure from this distance. And there's water flowing um, just constantly down the hallway. It's really strange. That room over there has got like some kind of raised bowl. It's not that strange, bro. We saw one of those earlier. Mm, this is different. Yeah, the gods blessed me at the last bowl. So. A lot of people feel blessed with a bowl, man. <laughs> nauseating well. stench and voices in a weird language to the left. Water, flame, and flickering light with a upturned bowl to the right. Here I Which am. way will they go? Find out next time on Shield Bash. Stuck in the middle with you. Uh-uh.
Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and the Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Bumper music provided by Lee Rosevier. Other artists can be found in the episode description. Troubles in Otari, Abomination Vaults, Serpent Skull, and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.